we're going to grade the work of Saul Alinsky's supplicants, his followers. Uh, Alinsky, thank God, is dead. And I'm guessing since he dedicated his first book to Lucifer, a community organizer so skilled he got his own planet, I'm guessing that he's with Lucifer, which is what he wanted. But his adherents continue down the road of following his plan. There's a very famous newspaper guest you know, letter to the editor by a guy named Garrett Garrett makes the rounds all the time. Are we playing right into their plan? So we're going to grade the application of Alinsky's evil in the United States. And interestingly, there's good news. There's also terrifying news. Like this. This is the guy who's supposedly running things. But, you know, it's like, whoa, I feel worse off. But then again, I didn't get a check for eight grand from the government. They're just among other things. Does that make any sense to anybody or is it just me? Well, it's not just you, but no one in the history of the United States of America has ever received a check from the government. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America... Here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. In his infinite wisdom, he chose us for this moment. He chose us for this time of struggle, this time of wrestling, not with flesh and blood, but with spirits and principalities. Thank you to Bonefrog Coffee at bonefrog.us. Please make sure you use the .us for getting me awake every morning. And in a fashion to which I'd not been accustomed. I I hadn't been accustomed to liking coffee, and I now love it. Bonefrog.us. Make sure you use the .us, please. This thought occurred to me in church I was sitting there. Well, no, I was actually standing and we were doing worship with music. And the thought occurred to me. The World Economic Forum, there is no, nothing they do that is not opposed to the Bible. Nothing. Um, And I know we're talking about Saul Alinsky, but the World Economic Forum is just a far stronger version of Saul Alinsky. Better funded, smarter. Um, they've taken the long game. They have built alliances with moneyed people. It's very smart what they're doing. Remember that phrase, you will own nothing and you will be happy? Now, from a Christian perspective, we own nothing. From a perspective of a Christ follower with a kingdom view, we don't own anything. All of it's God's. Our children belong to God. We steward our children, our homes, and our money. Everything. It's not ours. It's his. So I was thinking about that phrase, you will own nothing and you will be happy. It's almost like a Christian belief except that it's the opposite. They will own everything. So right down to the level, or you could say up to the level of God created the heavens and the earth and the earth and everything in it and on it right up to that level. They oppose God. And they're simply, as they say, smarter, better funded, more scheming and patient versions of Saul Alinsky. They're playing a very long game and it's coming to fruition. We're watching it. But they are going down the same checklist as Saul Alinsky. Healthcare, control it, poverty, increase it. 
debt, increase it. Gun control, we know what they want there. Welfare, education, religion, class warfare. And some people will say that missing from this is media. Now, the, 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 the outcome of controlling education is controlling the media. Because you control the minds of the people who are in the media. And that's becoming really, really obvious. Next hour, we're going to talk about the good news. And the good news is that the spell is just coming off of this. God is lifting many, many people from the belief that there's ever been a really, truly honest news network in the United States. I was just learning about a woman named Kim Iverson and, and my loss, I wasn't aware of her. She's a very brave woman. Uh, she had joined the Hill uh, to, to do a program called The Rising. And she recently went back to being an independent journalist because, well, we'll talk about this later this week, but God bless her and, and God protect her on her journey. She saw the inside of big media. She saw that Anthony Fauci gets to decide who interviews him. And she saw her colleagues leap at the chance to toss her aside so that they could genuflect to the great man, Anthony Fauci. And Fauci is, of course, very much a part of the World Economic Forum, maybe not specifically on the board, but very much a part of this. So how are we doing and, and how, more importantly, are the adherents of Saul Alinsky doing in our country as relates to the checklist? Let's start at healthcare. Some really amazing things have happened recently, and this is almost mixing next hour with this. That's just fine. On the topic of healthcare in the state of California, uh, some medical centers came out and said, there's no COVID cases. What are you talking about? You're talking about reinstalling masks and diktats and injection diktats. We don't have any, any serious COVID cases in our hospitals at all. Well, let's not stop the LA County health boss who is a distinctly unhealthy looking human being. You know, I don't body shame. I, I don't do that. But she's a distinctly unhealthy looking human being as, a, as, as many, many, many of these, uh, of these health bosses are. Top among them, Mr. Rachel Levin, who's a man who pretends to be a woman, distinctly unhealthy looking gentleman. Well, he's not a gentleman, man. Um, when she wanted to reinstall the mask diktats, she was saying it was the science, of course, trademark the science-ish stuff. And then there was pushback. Cities that had their own health department said, nah, not doing it. Businesses said, no, not this time. So while they've seized control of healthcare with Medicare and Medicaid, because they have, they've seized it by, um, by ceding it to the World Health Organization and to the hopelessly corrupt and murderous Center for Disease Control. There is good news. In the state of California, journalists pushed back against this woman who, as she was asking for a mask diktat, she was photographed at the All-Star Game, the Major League All-Star Game, with, with 50,000 people. And she chose not to wear a mask. Let me follow up with my colleague Marla Tejas' previous question, which you did not answer. I'll make it simpler for you. What percentage of your decision was based on the statistics you've cited and what percentage was based on public reaction against universal indoor masking? Well, I'm not sure there's a percentage here. We made our decision based on the data. This pause, this is her. They just sit there. That's all her, that's not me. I think that that probably is the best answer. Uh, I wanna thank everyone uh, for um, you know, joining us today. You know, obviously, we didn't get to your questions or you have additional questions, uh, please feel free to contact us. As always, we appreciate everything you're doing uh, to keep the public well informed. Uh, and we'll talk again next Thursday. How are Thanks they doing? How are they doing? Well, as we talk about on the show, and I'd like us to internalize this, the people who are lost to this stuff, they're lost to it. There's, there's nothing you or I can do. God can rescue them. Our job is to make sure that uh, more people do not get further lost into this. Our job is to point to pictures like that. This woman, days before she asked for a mass diktat, 
days before she was caught not wearing a mask. And she was caught. She went out in public at a major league baseball game, the all-star game. But they're doing a lot better than they should be doing. On an A to F, I give the adherence to Saul Alinsky a C plus. They're almost there. Obamacare was the attempt to get all the way there. And it continues to destroy this country. The remnants of Obamacare. Medicare and Medicaid should be absolutely deconstructed. The money should go to the individuals. Those behemoths should be taken to the grounds and raised. There's no reason that elderly Americans, what am I saying? I'm in my mid-50s. There's no reason that Americans should have to turn to Washington, D.C. to decide where they can spend their monies. I have a friend of mine, and I've, in fact, interviewed him before. I have to get back in touch with Dave. Um, Dave is a paraplegic, highly functional, incidentally, somehow has figured out how to play guitar. He's a musician from long back, super successful man. And he's an expert on what wheelchair he needs because he's got very specific injuries. Well, now Medicaid won't have it. They won't even let him use his own money to improve a wheelchair. He needed a new wheelchair. The other one was finally dying. He's very responsible with the taxpayer's money. He went into a wheelchair store and said, hey, I can't use this chair. I need to have these, these changes made to it. And then he said, hey, listen, please don't tell me that. I can't sell you this chair if you intend to change it. What? If you say anything about modifying this chair, I can't sell it to you. Medicaid will not cover it. And Dave said, no, okay, fine. I'll do it on my own. He goes, no, you don't understand. You don't get to do that. There's no reason on earth, any logical reason for Medicare and Medicaid to be controlling the monies. The monies should go to the people the same way the monies for schools should go to the people. Because people are going to look out for themselves far more than government will. The reason it goes to Medicare and Medicaid is what did Saul Alinsky want? Control over health care. What are your choices as an older adult? Medicaid. Oh, yeah, there's the donut plans and MediShare has a donut plan. And, and I get that. They're almost there. The injection diktats almost got them there. And what they know now is the identities and the personalities of the people who are willing to get fired or walk away from a job rather than get injected with something they don't want in their body. So it's a C plus. There are people like Senator Ron Johnson who are questioning as related to this, the media that serves to promote all this. The people who run Twitter have labeled the Epic Times, every single one of their articles, if you don't use Twitter, the way this is working is if you see a tweet and it links to an Epic Times article, if you click on that, they put up a very scary looking page. This link may be unsafe. And they've got a bunch of verbiage no one's going to read, unsafe. And you have to look really, really hard to find the button that says continue anyway. And it's like continuing at your own risk. This might be unsafe. Scaring the garbage out of cheap people. And Senator Ron Johnson, Senator Marco Rubio are saying, what are you doing? Twitter, you need to explain this. Twitter is a government agency. So that sub goal of controlling the media, they, they have an A there, A. The only reason it's not an A plus is because there are Fox News hosts like Tucker Carlson. There is Newsmax TV, although they won't do anything on the injections, nothing meaningful. There are some alternative voices and there are people going independent so they can be truly, truly independent of all this. And I did mention the Mockingbird media is a huge part of this. They get an A on controlling the media, which wasn't expressly mentioned by Alinsky, but it was all in the undertone. For instance, there's this new rule. You remember how the media talked about the law in Florida? Don't say gay. The critics say they don't say gay law in Florida puts a chill on the ability of teachers to teach about the beauties of gay relationships versus those of disgusting straight people. Remember all that? Wow, 
There's a new rule in the mockingbird media. It's a disease uh, that the majority of people who have it in this country are, are men who have sex with other men. Mm-hmm. Uh, men who have sex with men. Male to male sexual contact. Men who have sex with men. Male to male sexual contact. Men who have sex with men. Men who have sex with men. Men who have sex with men. Men who have sex with other men. Men who have sex with men. Men who have sex with men. Men who have sex with men. Men who have had sex with men. Men who have sex with men. Men who have sex with men. Isn't there like a three-letter word people use for that? I mean, I call people same-sex attracted because I prefer to think of it as an activity rather than an identity because it's not an identity. We shouldn't make our activities our identity. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They, they, can't, they can't say gay. The monkeypox is a great next step. Speaking of the Epic Times, two retired United States generals are saying, "Yep, exactly as we predicted. The new pandemic is here." Watch what they've done with monkeypox. They're only now beginning to talk about same-sex attracted men, that is so-called gay men, are the ones who are spreading this and being impacted by it. They let it go. They let it go. They let it go. They let it grow. They let it spread just as they did with the COVID flu. Then they came around and said, oh, everyone's going to need this injection. Fauci never solved AIDS. He's provided hundreds of billions of dollars to his masters in pharma, but he never did anything to cure AIDS. He pretended they were going to do it with the vaccine. He pretended the same with the COVID flu. Now they're pushing this for monkeypox and you watch as they push it for everybody. And that reminded me of something. The Alinsky plan works really, really well when the media works for the party. We're really just about to experience a viral blizzard. You heard infectious disease expert Michael Osterholm say that we're about to experience a, a viral blizzard. One expert now warns of viral blizzard. As the country braces for a viral blizzard, there will be a viral blizzard of COVID cases. The country is facing a viral blizzard. A COVID viral blizzard. A viral blizzard is about to hit the U.S. One infectious disease expert saying a, quote, viral blizzard is about to hit this country coordinated we could do that all day long safe and secure safe and effective so on healthcare itself it's a c plus on controlling the narrative it's an a plus on controlling the narrative there are very, very few people who will break with the narrative. Thank God there's Tucker Carlson. They didn't understand the long-term effects of the drug. That's a very good question. Here's Deborah Burks. She's the former White House COVID response director, again on Fox News. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It will. But let's be very clear. 50% of the people who died from the Omicron surge were older, vaccinated. What? Stop the pre- quote. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. Really, Deborah Burks. But somehow you forgot to mention that as people were being fired from their jobs for not taking this on the premise that if they took it, they would never be infected. When do you get criminally charged? Soon, we hope. So from healthcare to media, the Alinskyites are doing a really good job. A plus on narrative control, except for people like Tucker and Laura. Very few other people, even to this day in talk radio. Listen to talk radio and find me the hosts who will point to the deaths that these injections are causing. And there is no doubt. Early this week, I talked about the five doctors in Toronto who died. Four of them under the age of 50. It's now six. A sixth died unexpectedly and look at that from a heart condition even in talk radio there's message control and i'm here to tell you that is more common than you think so maybe alinsky was smart to not mention control of the media now it's an easy bridge as we go to grade education (laughs) it's an easy bridge because we can simply start by bridging With the COVID. See, these puzzle pieces lock together. The problem is your freedom. 
the solution is more power for them. Remember, you will own nothing and be happy. They will own everything and be happier. But in point of fact, God Almighty owns everything. The boss of the government school unions has thoughts on the, the ongoing response to the COVID flu, or so she would phrase it. Randy Weingarten has a hero in the COVID story, and she intends to take that hero's work and spread it all throughout education. We'll grade how the Alinskyites are doing in installing Saul Alinsky's satanic plan. In the United States of America, as we talk about education next. It's interesting to get notes from people from different generations. Um, I am amazed and always, always humbled when I get notes from people like Kirsten. And Kirsten writes from Bozeman, Montana, Dear Todd, we began listening to your program when you filled in for Rush. Yes, God bless him and rest him, as you always say. I've been listening now since you were on for Rush, I'm guessing about seven years or so. And I even listened to your Seattle show, although I've always been living in Montana. I was so happy when you began the podcast to put God at the center. Recently, I took your ad that you did for soda weight loss and played it for my father. In the ad, you were able to say things that I didn't feel comfortable saying to my dad. My dad is my absolute hero, Todd. He's a brave man, he's a loving father, and he has saved me time and time again. And he's very, very heavy. I think he might be a little bit older than you. You never give your exact age, but he's in his late 50s. My father is easily 200 pounds overweight. I played the ad where you talked to your dad about regretting not having something like soda weight loss to steer your father too. And my dad got tears in his eyes. He also listens to your program, although he admits he uses the podcast function sometimes to skip through the ads. How dare he, Kirsten? My father was convinced to try the plan. I'm trying it with him. I have about 35 extra pounds of fat on my body, not what my father has, but we're going to do it together. That was the part my father loved most, that once again, he gets to do something with what he calls his little girl, Incidentally, I'm married with three kids, but I think you've said we're always our parents' kids. It's a beautiful note. And if it's helpful to share those words with a loved one because you're concerned about them and to use, we don't consider them ads, they're partner announcements to do that, be my guest. It's sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A weightloss.com. They um, are healthcare providers from way back. Their success is written all over their Google reviews, almost 7,000, average 4.8 stars. It's in the trajectory of the company, one location in Dallas, Texas to seven, and now nationwide. And no, you do not need to go in. They've calibrated the entire program, designed it so you do it from home. It's sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com stands for state of the art. This is the boss of the government schools, Randy Weingarten, and she has a hero in the COVID battle. In terms of vaccines, I think what Gavin Newsom did in California is really the best model, which is that the semester after they are, they go from emergency use to full authorization and the FDA has done everything that they need to do. That's what California has said. That is the semester that they become mandatory. But and you right support now, that nationally. And I and and I I personally support that. The union hasn't taken a position on that. Why but not? Personally, I support that. And you know, because we haven't, you know, our California Federation has and they support it. And you know, generally I believe that we will take that position and support it. Of course you will. It's a position of control. It's a position of supplicating people. It's a position of causing people to take the knee to you. After all, you will own nothing and be happy. They will own everything, including your kids. The Alinskyites get an A plus with a bonus. I don't know how you do that. A plus plus in schools. They own them. 
The government schools are owned and operated by the Alinskyites, period. Yeah, there's great teachers. I know them. I don't know them. I know some of them. There's great Christian teachers keeping their heads down and just refusing to teach some of this trash. But the schools are owned. And at this point, at this juncture, right now, it is only a matter of time before your school is owned, your government school in your town. There is no safe town in America because the school unions are national. Just last week, Coeur in Idaho, yet another instance of gender jacking. This time by sneaking it into tests. So kids sitting down to take a grammar test. And it says, what is your preferred pronoun? And lists a whole bunch of them in a grammar test. Right away, they start with the gender grooming. Now, how does gender grooming play into Alinsky's plan? If a child, God forbid, is gender jacked, that child doesn't just need so-called medicine in order to maintain the illusion of themselves. The false illusion of being male or female, they have to get injected every day. Or depending on how they do it, twice a week, three times a week. The very essence of who they've been conned into believing they are, because it's not children of God, it's paper creations of pharma, rests upon getting shot up. The schools are creating the most programmed, the saddest, the most suicidal, the most pharma addicted, and therefore pliable and malleable citizens in history. It's leading to things that we watch all the time. We could play all the time the libs of TikTok video. It's, it is mentally recruiting pedophiles to work into the schools. It is, it's a pedophile's dream. We've talked about this, but it's doing something else. With all the focus on sex, 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 and teaching racism, America's minds are rotting. In comparison to, to other countries, our children can't do math, which is what the party needs. They need people who can't understand what debt actually is. They need people who don't understand how inflation functions. They need people who, when they question something, turn to fact checkers who themselves have been through this educational, this indoctrination. They need this stuff. In God's word that he left behind, and it's a living word, he, the Lord Jesus, came at a time when people had appointed themselves gatekeepers of knowledge and access to God, the Pharisees. You can't get through God, but through the Pharisees. And we are not going to let you read these texts. You can't understand these texts. We're going to read them. And then we will hammer into your heads the things that we think are meaningful and that you are ready to know. The Lord Jesus blew that completely apart. Come straight to me. Furthermore, I will leave with you the Holy Spirit. My Father will leave with you the Holy Spirit to help guide you through these words. Take my word and spread my word. Write my word. Write it so it can be distributed around the world so everybody can have access. Everybody can read it. Look what's going on in education. They're constraining everything. It is so very, very Orwellian. And I mean this in a very, very specific sense. I don't mean that in the general, oh, this is Orwellian. Orwell talked about disappearing words to disappear thoughts. They are disappearing the words men, women. They're disappearing those words. They will soon mean nothing. God created man and woman. And they're disappearing that. And this is leading to things far, far, far beyond, quote, just the perversion of kids' minds. The teaching of critical race theory is leading to something that Linsky also called for. He wanted class warfare. 
Right after education came class warfare. The order is healthcare, poverty, debt, gun control, welfare, education, class warfare. We'll get to the other things. We've skipped forward a little bit because these things are so, so tightly connected. Check this out from the city. Well, it's, is it really a city? I guess it is in a fallen country called Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, by the way, this is happening all around the country. I was talking to some people the other day from San Diego. It's happening there too. There are Portlanders who cannot sell their houses because their houses have been seized by vagrants, drug addicts. And the vagrant drug addicts haven't just moved into the house. They've inhabited the entire property with tents and, and needles thrown everywhere and, and human feces everywhere. And these homeowners are saying, we're willing to negotiate a price for the buyer to take the risk of owning the property, but you don't own it because you can't remove the squatters. You are talking about a class warfare that has graduated, been graduated up to a point of seizing land. It's a land war. On the topic of class warfare, I give the Alinskyites another C+. They don't quite have what they need, which is a full-on constant shooting war, but they'd have, they've had moments of it. That's, of course, what Alinsky wanted. And again, I ask us, in the spiritual world, who said, love thy neighbor as thyself? Who said, as you do for the least of these, so you do for me? Who knelt and washed feet? You just think of the comparison, the Lord Jesus kneeling before his apostles. The Lord knelt. He washed their feet. What did the devil do? He took the Lord Jesus to high places and said, bow and worship me and I'll give this all to you. You bow and worship me. Now, certainly the Lord Jesus didn't worship his apostles, but he served them rather than be served. So what side of the spiritual equilibrium did, did, did Saul Alinsky sit? I mean, he admitted it. So on what side does the World Economic Forum sit when they say you will own nothing and you will be happy? They may not even know they're Satanists. They may not even know that they, they serve the dark prince. They, they, they don't even know that. They might not. Some of them probably do. Oh, then there's this. Class warfare. There's a group called USAID which is run in part by Samantha Power. Remember her? She was one of the deeply problematic, deeply corrupted um, Obama people. And Barack Obama, of course, his, his guru for community organizing was Saul Alinsky, as you know. Scott Gruber, who lists himself as the digital team lead for USAID, says that there are some people who deserve to feel unsafe. Well, that's not insurrection talk, right? I mean, that, that, that's not calling for violence, right? On the topic of class warfare, it's a C plus. But by the way, it's a C plus with the bullet because their new work is so much better than their old work as they're trying to get us up and into a shooting war. So what about some of the other areas like poverty? How are they doing their poverty and welfare tied together? Gun control, how are they doing on that? We'll continue to rate the work of the Alinskyites in the United States. Next hour is the good news. Hey, obviously, they want to control your money. I mean, look, when they're spending the country into oblivion and driving the debt up, it's not just for fun. Because they're going to be fine. They're making money as the markets, you know, as the markets shrink, as the markets grow. That's what they do. And we have someone on our side who understands this method. He understands and his company and the people who work for him understand exactly what the party's doing with money. They know exactly how the game is fixed. You ever see those TV shows where like the old um, retired burglars who, who are no longer criminals, they know they, 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 they now go out and, and teach people how to protect their properties. Well, Zach Abraham and Boer Capital Management, no one there's ever been a criminal ever. And no one, none of them have ever gone out and, and used malfeasance in the financial markets, not ever. 
but they're honest enough to say, yeah, there's a lot of malfeasance. Yeah, they're, they're, there's a lot of skullduggery. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are serving themselves, not serving others. And yes, the ESG score is the ultimate fantasy. I love it when Zach talks about this. Bulwark Capital Management's Chief Investment Officer. You hear him on our program every Friday. And he talks about ESG score saying, oh, this isn't just insane. It's brilliant. Because if they get the ESG score installed, they don't ever need to, they don't ever need to perform again. It's, it's perfect for a company like a BlackRock, which just lost $1.7 trillion in portfolio value. Well, but we, man, we were pretty green. Our social justice is big. Our governance is big. Pay us our bonus. It's not the way it works at Bower Capital Management. It's the opposite. They are focused on risk management. Growing your portfolio without shooting a hole in the bucket. Because that's so very important because the people who are best off getting with Bulwark Capital Management are five to 10 years out from retirement. That's number one, really anybody. But that focus on risk management makes it the sweet spot. If you want to work with someone who will say, yes, the system is broken. Yeah, there's rigging. And it's the system that we have. And here's how we navigate it. Get in touch with Bulwark Capital Management, Zach Abraham, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative, Trek Financial LLC, and SEC registered investment advisor. So on the topic of poverty, they're doing a great job. I would have given them prior to them beginning the great reset. I probably would have given them a C. I give them a B. Uh, the act of destroying small businesses was a work of utter genius. Remember, Satan can't build. He can't create. He has no creativity. He can't love. He can't invent. He can distort and he can lie. He can steal and he can murder. But he cannot, he cannot do any of the positives. If you went to Satan and said, build a planet, hey, you, you say you're this strong angel, make a planet. He can't. Make a rock. No, just make a rock, Satan. Just, just, just make a rock. He can't. And we're reminded that when we deal with spirits and principalities, that we do that in the strength of Christ. It's, it's, our, our strength is insufficient, but with Christ's strength, we have nothing to fear from them. But when they began to destroy small businesses, and with every small business destroyed at the same time, they were conjuring digits, 360 billion digits that represent dollars, and they were giving them out to their compatriots. Brilliant. It was COVID relief, don't you know? It was COVID relief that was planned two years before COVID, demanded two years before COVID, but then the flu came. And who could have predicted that? Who indeed? So in terms of poverty, the, the payouts, taking money by destroying small businesses while big businesses flourish, both with money they earned by delivering food to people who were scared to death to leave their house and money they stole through the illegal investment of U.S. taxpayer dollars in corporate bonds, 100% illegal, not even a question mark. Then there was the insertion of the experiment in universal basic income, which is exactly what the so-called COVID checks are. Because welfare and poverty are tied together. They feed each other. Alinsky wanted people absolutely dependent upon the state. So let's review. Kids who get gender jacked are dependent upon the state to get their so-called medicine. Black people are being taught you're dependent on the state to get a job because otherwise Whitey will steal it from you. Then we had the delivery of the checks. And in the mind of the figurehead, who <laughs> did I, I mentioned this the other day, right? That's right, I did. On uh, Monday show, he got, <laughs> he got the COVID twice. He's quadruple injected, plus he's taken the ridiculous pill that Pfizer made and tried to have it imitate ivermectin. He, and he got the COVID again. He has thoughts about inflation. Does 
Joe Biden's mind. But I started thinking about it just as, a, you know, somebody who's raised a middle class kid. One year, even though you didn't have the job you have now, even though you didn't get a raise that year, the difference between having a job, having a 5% raise or whatever, 3, 5, 7, whatever it happens to be, in the face of inflation, price of the pump, although that's down every day so far. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, whoa, I feel like, worse whoa, off. But then again, Come on, man. I didn't get a check for eight grand from the government. They just, among other things. Does that make any sense to anybody or is it just me? You, you, no, no one has ever received a check from the government. No one in history has ever received a check from the government. The government has no money. The government's a debt-making machine. And I know that's stating the obvious. And, and people could say, you know, you're being colloquial. We, we get together and we fund the government. Right, we, we give the money that God gave us to steward. We um, used to be voluntary. We give it to the government. More and more and more, it's confiscatory. More and more and more, it's hidden taxes and, and inflation is a back-end tax. You pay for cable TV, you're really paying for the government. As we know, they're now just mouthpieces in so many instances, except for Laura and Tucker and, and some of the stuff on Newsmax, excellent, but they're not going to really go out and attack the real enemy, which is pharma. They can't. They, they, they'd starve. They'd financially starve. So in terms of poverty, what else do we have? Well, we have the separation of the classes in the most distinct possible way, and it's all based on illusion. In Washington, D.C., they, they get paid three times the amount of money as the average American worker. How is that possible? Well, they have educations. Yeah, but what are they doing with those educations? Well, they're, they're bossing people. Oh, they're bossing people with their own money. And then there is the coming poverty. They, they, they all know that Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, they all know that they're on a plan for collapse. They all know this. And they all continue to push and push and push this thing down the road, down the road, down the road. And at the same time, they continue to use these, these things to buy votes. So the coming poverty will make the existing poverty look like a, just a starter kit unless we change. And I'll point out again, Return to biblical living would mean the end of usury. It would mean the end of glorifying debt. It would mean a concentrated effort to live within our means. It would mean neighbors caring for neighbors, financially and otherwise. In every possible capacity, the party seizes or tries to seize that which is God's. Do you remember when Jesus was speaking in front of the 5,000 and he, he was playing a game? Oh my gosh, how are we going to buy food? He knew exactly what he's going to do. He could have said, you know what? We need, a, we need a gold ribbon commission, not just a blue ribbon. I want a gold ribbon commission put together on this. Go out and collect taxes from everybody and tell them they can't listen to me speak unless they collect the taxes. Go do that and then pay your guys a, yourselves a salary and then make sure that you're well taken care of and then go borrow some money from the Romans on top of that. Borrow some money and we'll get some leverage. So if we get some leverage now, now turn around and buy some food. But part of that, three, three out of every 10 cents will be debt from the Romans. Go do that. That's how to do it. Instead, the Lord Jesus said, what are we going to do? And the apostle said, well, there's a boy with a little bit of fish and, and some bread. Okay, bring that to me and I'll multiply it. I'll show you that it exists. I'll show you, hey, here's a little bit of fish and here's a little bit of bread. But with faith, I, faith, I will multiply it. Well, that's been stolen from people. That, that notion, that sort of giving has been stolen from people. I'm always astounded that I'm the only one who really remembers that Barack Obama attempted to do away with the charitable donation um, tax write-off. Because <laughs> he would say, we can't have charities going out and doing what the government does. On the topic of poverty, they are right now, it's a B. Because of the calming poverty. Unless we change this. And a change would mean a godly leader. Godly leaders, 
A change would mean some creativity. People think I'm joking sometimes when I, when I suggest these bills. I'm not joking. If you vote for more debt, you do it first. So Nancy Pelosi, you want another $7 trillion for, for whatever? Fantastic. Borrow money on your own. So you guys are worth, Nancy, you guys are worth $400 million. Borrow, borrow $10 billion and start paying it back with interest. Just borrow it. Live the same way you cause other people to live, Nance. Try that out. Now, when we get to the next topic and we, and we go through and we think about the current grade, well, it's, it's, it could be a depressing picture. Religion. They want it wiped out. They're perverting it. Saul Alinsky knew you cannot install a communist society without taking over religion, without getting it out of the public square. Remove the belief in God from the government and schools. There right now, they have a D in removing it. But remember, Satan cannot create, he cannot invent, he cannot make, he cannot love, he cannot have joy. It's the twisting. It's the twisting. And we'll talk about that as I wrap the show today, the twisting that they're doing with the faith. Because that's, that's really how he's getting this done. Gun control. Um, gun control is a last phase thing. Because once you've installed the class warfare and you have now hot bits of class warfare coming up, that's an end stage thing. But it comes at well as well as something else that's subtextual to this. It has to do with class warfare and it's the politicizing of our military. Now, our military does for us on a global basis what we, those of us who are armed and those of us, I hope, pray on our knees to God, we never need to shoot and kill another human being, that we pray that that never happens. And that if we do have to shoot a home invader, once he's inert and unable to harm us, that we drop and we pray and we ask him to, to accept the Lord Jesus, that we do that at the last minute, even at the last minute. I hope we're that way. But it's simply a group of people who use weapons that, that most, of, most of which we get to own who are taking care of our public business on a global scale. That's what the military is. But in the hands of the Alinskyites, everything we're talking about here, healthcare, check. We are only going to have soldiers who agree that they can get shot up, that they will get shot up with whatever they're told to get shot up. Education, yep, they're seizing that. West Point is now installing critical race theory. Religion, yes, they call it a dangerous thing. It's, it's a sign of being a domestic terrorist. Class warfare, you better believe it. We've played the sounds of the woke-ish soldiers saying, you, oh, I can't wait to shoot you. If, if, you won't, if you won't follow the vaccine mandates, I can't wait to shoot you. You better believe I'll do that. They're doing this with our military. And then over the weekend, there was the thing with Jon Stewart. Now, John Stewart's heart, I really believe he, he, I truly believe this man loves first responders. I honestly believe his heart aches to see our soldiers who were, who you know, been, been made so sick by these burn pits in Iraq. And maybe one day they'll tell us what was actually in those. And I have friends of mine who served in the military and were poisoned by water. My, my, my friend, Dennis was pretty much poisoned by the water on his military base, and he pays for it with his body throughout time. I see John Stewart's sincerity on this, but I also don't think it's a good idea to go around screaming the F word at people. And they made an attempt to get a whole bunch of money to help these, these, um, these soldiers and these people who served our country, the PACT Act, Act. And what did the Democrats do? They had to, of course, play a game so they can say, oh, look, three Republicans said no to the PACT Act. They hate our troops. Had to be a very difficult vote for the Republicans who said no to this if they care about our military. And I think most of them do. Satan cannot create. He cannot invent. He cannot love. He cannot have joy, but he can twist. And so they twisted the PACT Act 
Ted Cruz spoke back to John Stewart's. John, you're a funny guy, and I appreciate your engaging on issues of public policy. That's a good thing. But if you're going to do so, the facts matter. Listen, when it concerns the PACT Act, I support the PACT Act. I voted for the PACT Act, and I've advocated for it for a long time. We have an obligation to take care of our veterans, particularly those who were wounded or injured from burn pits or, or in other ways from combat. The issue here is the Democrats included in this bill, a, an accounting gimmick, where they took $400 billion of spending, discretionary spending, they shifted it to mandatory spending. Didn't change the amount at all. But the reason they did that is it created a hole for $400 billion in new discretionary spending. Their objective, they want to cram $400 billion in unrelated spending onto this bill that has nothing to do with veterans. Now, given inflation that is skyrocketing this country, I think another $400 billion in spending is irresponsible. We made very clear to the Democrats, to Chuck Schumer, that if they passed Pat's Toomey's amendment and they just shifted the spending back to discretionary, kept it exactly at the same level, but got rid of the hole for the unrelated pork, that this bill would have passed last week with an overwhelming margin. The Democrats decided not to. They wanted to play politics instead. Let me be clear. I support every single penny of the $679 billion of funding for veterans' health care. And I'll say this also, John. If you actually want to see this bill pass, if you're not just playing partisan politics, it may not be the best idea just to scream expletives at people who support the bill that you want to see passed. There's a very easy way to, to get it passed, which is for the Democrats to stop playing budgetary games, stop trying to fill the bill with pork and exploit veterans, and instead focus on veterans' health where this bill should be focused. The military is a subset of American society. All the grades I've given apply to the military except for healthcare because the party has seized that. And that's the linchpin, particularly when you're talking about the mRNA injections. Now to gun control. They get an F. They get an F. They don't care about gun control. Alinsky was incorrect here. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wanted to seize guns. But it's become so very clear that the Democrats don't give a hoot about gun control. They don't care a hoot about 11-year-old girls getting shot in the head because they're in a drive through window at McDonald's with their dad on a daddy-daughter date. They don't care about that. That doesn't even make a dent in them mentally. Of course, they care about people control, and it's a cliche. I give them an F. I give them an F because it's not going to happen. Um, it's a really, really hard thing to pass a constitutional amendment. And that's what it would take for any Christian I know to give up their guns. It would take a constitutional amendment that would negate the Second Amendment. And in that case, about 15% or not even take it back, 5% of the Christians I know would say, okay, I'm giving up my guns. Well, they're in lay the trap. Some trust in chariots and horses, others trust in God. Therein lay the trap. And I'll confess to you, they passed a constitutional amendment and it was not filled with fraud. I I'd be in trouble faith-wise. I'd need to pray for help with my faith to, to give up my guns because I do not want to be in the position where I say to my family, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't defend you. It's not going to happen. On a broad scale, no. 90% of gun owners have already shown in states where they've said, register your so-called assault weapons. People have sent back notes saying, come and get them. 90% of gun owners say, no. Where they've set up, okay, these are now illegal, bring them in. People have said, yeah, just come over and pick them up. It's an F. So what will they do? They're going to build traps. They're going to build legal traps. This is what the separate country of Washington state has done as they pass law after law, initiative after initiative, and their initiatives are remarkably illegal, um, remarkably unconstitutional. What they're going to set up is you, by very virtue of having a gun, have already broken the law. And then 
comes the linchpin moment, the broad application of red flag laws. Broad application. What is the definition of domestic terror? We learned this week it's whatever the FBI wants it to be. They're going to make that push if they have to. They may not have to. The amalgamated grade on the Linsgates and what they've done to the country, I'm guessing here, but I think the average might well be a B for the entire program. But there's one enemy of theirs they can't defeat, and that's God Almighty. And there's our victory. There's our victory. With all the machinations, with all of this, they can't defeat God. And I'm sorry, there are too many instances that I've seen in the last year that remind me that while Satan is twisting the words of of the Bible, while there are apostate churches all over the place, while people have been had their, their biblical knowledge stolen from them, that, that we can regain that. We're doing that on the show. Other programs are helping with this, helping people to have a truly biblical mindset, worldview. But I'm reminded far, far too often of the renaissance I'm seeing. I'm watching far, far too often as I communicate with friends of mine who faced the, the, what we're supposed to believe is the COVID flu. It's much more likely that it was pneumonia, something they could call COVID. I've had three people tell me this following story in a, in, in a very similar way. It goes just like this. They're told to go home and get sicker after they got COVID. Told to go home and get sicker. Go home until your oxygen levels drop. Except for this. There's Christian healthcare providers who've said, no, come to us. We'll give you hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. We'll give you high dose vitamin C, vitamin D. We'll work with you to get you into a nebulizer. And in a week, they're fine. I can tell you about places like that in Idaho. Several places throughout Idaho. I can tell you about them in Texas. Why? Those those doctors could lose their licenses. They already can't take insurance. They can't even take Medicare or Medicaid. Right. Right. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so they've taken the talents that God loaned them. Remember, we own nothing. And in the face of God, we're happy. They've taken the talents God has loaned them and they said, these are not yours, Satan. It's happening with cops. It's happening with teachers. It's happening with people saying, wait a minute, I'm not a teacher. I'm a child of God. We've interviewed cops who've quit their jobs. Wait a minute, I'm not a cop. I'm a child of God. These talents God lent me allowed me to be a cop, but they can allow me to be other things. We're seeing it time and again. I know a couple. They left one of the separate countries. Both of them cops, they quit. They came to North Idaho, had no idea what they were going to do. Well, now I know exactly what they do. They teach self-defense and they can't even keep up with the demand. They have to open a second location. Because other Christians are saying, I need to defend myself too. (laughs) And then there's this. (laughs) Then there's this. Older people being told by the medical establishment, you're, you're done. And twice, two of my friends have said, you have laughed, giggled. You have no idea. You have no idea. God will decide when I'm done. And they weren't done. We're not done. See, everything we just talked about, you know who gets 100%? You know who gets an A plus and everything? God. Because he said, These times will come. You know who's already won the test? God. (laughs) You know who's already defeated them? God. Grading ourselves. Gut check question for you. As you listen to the podcast today, did you find yourself feeling defeated? My friends, we stand in victory. We stand in it. 
And the sooner we begin to act like people who stand in victory, the sooner we can put these things that we've graded ourselves on in this country and today in the right place, the sooner we get the kingdom point of view, the sooner this stuff is wiped off the map. Greatest consolation prize in the world is saving America. The top one is eternity with Lord Jesus. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please do share it with friends. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And yes, let's all be right with God.